Hello, piloteers, or whatever it is you would like to be called. Uh, this is Sarah. Uh, due to gestures broadly, we needed a little more time with our next Nick at Night episode, but worry not, we have a special bonus episode that we have been holding on to for just such an occasion. Uh, we recorded it last winter as a custom episode for our awesome fan, Jerry. Thank you very much, Jerry, for uh, inciting us to watch this show. So I uh, hope you all enjoy this, and we will be back in two more weeks with, don't tell anyone I told you this, Gilligan's Island. Take it away, past us. Hi, I'm Sarah Shea. And I'm Strangely Duesberg. Welcome to the Pilot House. A podcast where we watch all the shows we missed the first time around. Try to figure out where the heck they were going with this. So Sarah, what do you know about Ted Lasso? I know pretty much exactly what you told me about it. I had never heard of the show mm -hmm. until it was requested. And yes, this is a special request. Uh, we are record. We'll be recording this up. That's some good foley work. I'm not yeah. editing that out. It's going. It's going in the folder. I made. I've made a whole folder for like funny moments and weird, weird mouth noises and things that someday we'll use. Anyway, our wonderful fan has requested that we watch this episode and has in fact paid for the privilege. Yes, folks, you too can force us to watch a show that you want us to talk about and we will give you the file before anyone else gets to hear it for the low, low price of mm, email us. <laughs> we'll talk. So yeah, I had never heard of this. Weirdly enough, since we decided we we're going to do it for the podcast, I have heard lots of references to it on the internet. Seems like people are talking about it more. Maybe the second season got a mm -hmm. little more buzz or whatever. As far as I know, it is about an American guy who moves to England to coach a football team? Right. Soccer? He's a, he's a football team. Fo I mean, fo football, <clears throat> football team. He's a team unto himself. <laughs> he's an American football coach who gets a job in the UK teaching... British football, f right? Or coaching British football, but but he is okay. So he's not a soccer coach who goes to no. He's a football to football I'm, to football, except different different footballs. So this grew out of, I believe it was. I'm not. I'm not a big sports ball. Oh, and the main guy is an actor that I uh, have seen in things and don't particularly care for, but I'm like I'm open to being convinced of otherwise. Yeah. Can't remember his name. Jason Sudeikis. That's the one. So I'm not a big sports person, but. I believe this series grew out of what was initially like kind of a one one off gag. Uh, ESPN had like some comedy bumpers, sort of like I, I vaguely think it sort of was like how Adult Swim will do those late night like little thirty second goofs on their shows and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and ESPN made these bumpers because I think it was there was there was something like ESPN was going to start covering the American Football League or something you know like uh, soccer. It was like they were going to add soccer to the ESPN lineup or soccer was coming somewhere or some, there was some sort of connection. And so they had this gag about like, oh, Americans don't know what football is. So it's kind of like this like one off one note joke yeah. thing where they made these like little 30 second comedy shorts. I've seen a couple of them. I, I don't remember, though, if they were just bumpers or commercials for something or whatever. But I saw some of those back in the day and I, I was just like, OK, ha ha. Yeah. But then to hear that they've spun a whole show out of it, like clearly somebody was compelled by this idea like to the, build story around this. This was recent and Jason Sudeikis was in the things or? He was in the commercials, okay. yeah. Right. Like wow. recent as in within the last decade. 
I think okay. it took a while oh. to spin it up to a, a show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But I, I don't really know anything about what the nuts and bolts of the actual show is yeah. other than the fact that it spun out of this these commercials. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't know anything more about it. I've definitely heard some people talk about the show and mention things. I mean, I, I think it's a comedy. It's not like a drama about mm-hmm. an American football coach moving to England. Uh, but yeah, I don't know whether he's coaching an adult team, a professional team, a kids team. I have no idea. I don't know what the other characters are like. I, yeah, no, no, I've got nothing else. But um, I, I confess when I heard the premise, I think I asked you like, hey, um, have you heard of the show? Jerome wants us to watch yeah. it. You were like, Oh, yeah, it's been on my radar. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And you were like, yeah, um, it's uh, Jason Judeikis. And I was like, uh-huh. Is a football coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who moves to England? I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> was like, okay, you've got me. Yeah. I, I am a file of those Anglos. <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I guess I'm going into this like, We'll see. I'm mm-hmm. not super sold on Jason Sudeikis. I don't particularly care about sports. Right. So, we'll see. I, I would love to be pleasantly surprised, and it turns out I freaking love it. It's totally in my wheelhouse. Well, uh, let's steer this pilot house To that wheelhouse? The- what? Let's go watch Ted Lasso. Okay. Okay. All right. How y'all doing? Okay, so, uh, hey, why don't we just jump right in? Anybody got any questions? Oh, yeah, no, she saw that coming. Uh, you know what? You can put your hands down real quick. Um, how about I go ahead and address the larger than average elephant in the room? No, I have never coached the sport that you folks call football. Heck, you could fill two internets with what I don't know about football. <laughs> But I'll tell you what I do know. I know that AFC Richmond, like any team I've ever coached, is going to go out there and give you everything they got for all four quarters. Ups. Uh, what was that? Two halves. Uh, oh, right. Sorry. Halves. Yeah, they're going to give you everything they got for two halves, win or lose. Or tie. Oh, right. Y'all do ties here. Sorry. That's going to take some getting used to for me, okay? <laughs> so we just watched the first episode of Ted Lasso, and I feel like I've been kicked in the stomach. I was, like, not expecting everything that we just got. Oh, I I was also not expecting it, but I don't feel like I was kicked in the stomach. I just, yeah, I mean, I was I was expecting something so different. Yo, to me get, too. To but get, the, like, some emotional whatever, but, like, yeah. the emotional punch of the end of that episode was, oh. like, one of the hardest left turns into <laughs> dramatic territory I have taken in a while. Yeah, okay, okay. I was yeah. like, wait, did you, did you not like it? No, you, it's I, the yeah. ending that was just a lot, yeah. I now totally understand why people like this show. Like, oh, even it, it yeah. may not hold this, but in terms of a pilot, I'm like, shit, yes. Holy shit, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I said I was prepared to have my mind changed or prepared to be pleasantly surprised. And boy, that pilot is so much. Uh, it's, it's weird because early in the episode, I thought to myself, man, this is... You know, in a weird way, this is just like Jaws. We just finished watching Jaws. Uh-huh. One of the things that hit us with Jaws was that um, 
so many things we expected to happen then went a different way. And I attributed that in to it's an older film. But this did the same thing. Yeah. Like in a different in a very, very different way, of course. But like a lot of things I expected to happen, it just went a different way with it. And I was every time I was pleasantly surprised. And I was thinking, oh, it's just like Jaws in such a weird way. Who would have thought this show would remind me of Jaws? And then they make a Jaws reference. Yeah, that was like uncanny. I was oh like, my god! Wow. I was like, I pointed at you. I was like, ah. that was amazing. Yeah, it's like last time I saw something this mean, it was facing down against Roy Scheider. Yeah. And Beard goes, Jaws? No, all that jazz. I don't get that reference because I have not seen all that jazz, but now I really want to see it. So. uh... I mean, in terms of the what we know, we we did we were correct in yeah. sort of the the general premise. Yeah. On one hand, at first I was like, oh, so he's a manager. He's a team manager. And there's the second character that's the coach. But everyone in the episode, aside from him, acted like he was the coach. Yeah. So I don't know if that's one of the funny things about, like, they don't have a manager and a coach in, in UK sports, maybe. Right. They just have a coach. So no one sees the difference. Yeah. Between the two. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know the difference between... I don't know what a team manager does. I feel like a fish out of water in terms of talking about sports stuff. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about this pilot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So one sentence synopsis. It was pretty much what we gave in the what we know. Yeah. Like, and yet, that does not co- begin to cover what's going on. An, um, uh, an American minor league football coach gets brought to the UK to coach a major league football team. Yeah. English football team. Yeah, a Premier League, I Premier think league. they call it. Uh, but yeah, and on the strength of being a kind of like a viral internet meme for like doing a funny dance. And also he took a mediocre team and, you know, brought them to success in yeah. their... At their level, the college level, right? Yes. Like the college team, and then, uh, yeah, and the, the you know the the new and we didn't know why he was brought over or any of that, but yeah. um, nothing nothing in the episode was like, oh, okay, I was actually wrong about that. There was so much I didn't expect, but yeah. nothing that I was actually like misinformed about. So should we just get into kind of a recap? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel a lot of need to break this down scene by scene, but no, no. But um, we don't do that anymore. But the <laughs> we do we, we never speak of those days. <laughs> but yeah, I just sorry. I'm like still like my brain is going all these different directions because yeah. of how different this was from what I expected. And I guess like let's let's yeah that that first scene with the 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 um. The woman. What is? I totally am blanking on her name. The the um the team owner. Oh. Rebecca. Rebecca, I'm gonna just quick peek. At yeah, the, yeah. I'm gonna quick peek at Imdb. I've got <laughs> it open here. Miss uh, Miss Watson, please call me yeah. Rebecca. Miss Watson is Re- my father. Uh, if that's a joke, I love it. If it's not, I can't wait to unpack that with you. Re- <laughs> Rebecca Walton. Uh, Walton, I was yeah. so close. Like, right out of the gate, this show was. I, I was like, okay. Like, you got this, like, woman. Like, she's she owns the team now because she got it in the divorce. From yeah, yeah. Ex-husband. We get that uh, uh, set out pretty quickly. Is that yeah. how it starts? Isn't yeah. there something else? It's her firing the... Uh, it's her firing the Yeah, the I guess it... it, it they, I think they show the team... Playing. Practicing. Yeah. Excuse me. Training. 
Yeah. Gotta get used to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they show some shots of the team yeah. training and then they go. Yeah, so, yeah, she fires the current coach. We find out she just got the team in a divorce. Mm-hmm. She has a tablet on her desk. He got the bozos. She or He, he gets the bimbos. She gets the bozos. Mm-hmm. So she gets this football team that is... Pretty, they're they're a professional, they're they're Premier League, but they're not very successful. Yeah, it's they're, they're kind of like a middling. bottom of their league. Well, they, but they're not like a ragtag band of misfits. They're not no, like they're, the underdogs per se. But they're, they're the bottom of their cl- their class. Yeah. Their league. Well, everyone, she, she describes them as mediocre, not bad, just mediocre. Yeah. I love that they scene where it. she at, at the press coverage, she's yeah. like, mediocre, and everyone goes like, Whoa, "Well, she's like, am I wrong?" And she looks at a guy who's like. Well, I mean, it's a bit... Am I wrong? No. No. <laughs> it's just like, she's intense. But and yeah, she, she says, she fires the coach and is like, uh, her assistant is like, uh, do you need any suggestions about... And she's like, oh, that won't be necessary. And so we get, okay, so she already picked out Ted. Yeah. And it goes to a classic cut to the news Giving us some exposition. And it's the it's the bald guy from Sports Center, and he's like, Is that, I was yeah. wondering if he was a real uh, yeah, sportscaster. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a real real sportscaster guy, and he's like, so yeah, viral internet sensation Ted Lasso, who you know did did do well great with thing. This, this he did great thing. Team. But now he's being brought to England to do totally different thing. Yeah. I mean, good luck. Uh. Yeah, and then and then we cut to Ted being on the plane flying there. Yeah, and that's the first thing. The first thing we get is like we just see him. He hasn't said anything. We've got nothing of the character except that he has a mustache, big hair, and then this kid goes up and holds up a phone with the still of the the viral well, video of him mm-hmm. dancing, and it's like this you, and he's like, yes sir, that would be me, and he's like, oh, could I get a picture, you know, and everything, and he's just like. Super friendly and like, all right, I'm sure thing. I'm, well, you got a point there. <laughs> I'm having a good time. And then he talks to the coach. That's when we're like, wait, there's a coach too? So they're bringing two people over? Yeah. That seems weirder. I don't know if there's a precedent for that in sports. Do a manager and a coach often travel together from team to team? If they move from one team to another, do they usually travel as a pair? I don't know if that's a thing. I know like a team will have like a general manager... Like I think that they also call a coach. So like Pete Carroll is the guy who coaches the local Seahawks sports ball team. I'm not up on all this. I believe you. Under Pete Carroll, there are other people who are also called coaches. I, I knew who, there like, were coach assistant section. coaches yeah. and stuff. And like, I knew there was more than one coach on a team. Yeah. But like at some point, somebody says something insulting about a coach and Ted turns to Coach Beard and is like, you're going to let him talk to you like that? Yeah. He's like, I don't think he was talking about me, sir. And like, no, sir. But like. Yeah. I, 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 so he doesn't think of himself as a coach. Right. It seems like the difference between coach and manager not being a distinction that the, the Brits understand seems to be something that's going to be a thing. But mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. But like his just his good natured sort of like. All right, then. You know, this and, kid says some slightly yeah. insulting things. Yeah. Like, you're doing this absolutely insane thing. They're going to murder you. Yeah. But, like, you're a legend for doing it. And he's like, all right, then. He's just super friendly. And, and oh, my God, when he turns to the coach, who's actually reading a book. Yeah. About UK football. Yeah. To be, to actually learn. 
And he's like, oh, you're reading another one of those books? All right, hit me with some fun facts. And he tells him some stuff, and he's like, wow, really? He's just having such a good time. Yeah. And and makes a bet with him, like, oh, I'm going to work that into conversation right as soon as we get there. I'll bet you five bucks. Into touch. Into touch, meaning out of bounds. And he yeah. says, like, I'm going to work that into conversation. Bet you five dollars. And then the most adorable thing in the entire episode that this is what clinched the character for me is like, I love this guy, is, you know, the overhead, uh, the voice, the, you know, uh, uh, flight attendant says, you know, we will be dimming the lights in the cabin. And the coach says, we, you know, we should get some shut eye. And he goes, oh, hey, if we see each other in our dreams, let's go for it. Pretend we don't know each other. And he's like, you got it, stranger. Like, the, the, the coach doesn't look at him like, this fucking guy or yeah. anything. It's just... They have this very wholesome friendship, even though Coach Beard seems a little more like down to earth and like a little less uh, cheerful and kind of goofy. But I don't know, just the relentless, cheerful, like friendliness. Yeah. But not in like a forced way. I don't know. I was just immediately like, I love this guy. As, uh, yeah, as much as the character's cheerful positivity is over the top, yeah. it doesn't feel forced. Like, it feels very natural for the character. Yeah. And even when we get some of his, like, emotional backstory or, like, what's going on with him revealed later, it's yeah. like, it just kind of seems like, I don't know, in terms of setting up the pieces for what's actually going on in terms of making this a longer-running show than just a single gag yeah like it's such a great move to have him be this just cheerful kind person like it's almost like you you take like a wholesome 50s dad and then drop him in the middle of like a modern kind of like yeah mean sitcom kind of yeah. world I, I, it's yeah. just great he's yeah it's hard to explain how he's just he's just nice yeah and not but not like it's not like he's just letting people walk all over him. Yeah. He's just, he seems genuinely like grounded and healthy. Yeah. <laughs> in the way he interacts with people and treats other people and just kind of like, even when people say kind of weird stuff or mean stuff, he's just like, okay, you do you, you know? He just like, yeah. he's not, he's a bit unflappable. Like he doesn't yeah. let anything get to him. And he is a little bit like, is this crazy? Is what we're doing crazy? But he's also like, oh, I think we can, we can make it work. He's not in denial about he's not playing the classic American who's just like yeah we'll show these Brits how it's done yeah exactly like how, how hard can it be stupid game or something like that he's just like oh gosh all right I'm, I'm here to learn you know and he's just like hey you know what I he says when in the the press conference thing he's like you know I do not know a lot about your game as you can tell but uh I'm, I do know one thing and that's helping a team be their best or something yeah. like that. Something inspirational. But it's it's like, he makes a good point. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh... There, that's the thing, is like, clearly whatever he is good at in terms of managing teams in his past or whatever, yeah. has more to do with his, like, positive kindness than, like, some sort of deep tactical mind or anything like that. Yeah. And that's actually, like, it's a really fun... It's just a really fun premise that, like, he's not coming in with all this tactical know-how. He's coming in, like, clearly as someone who's able to bring people together. Yeah. And it's just... I've, I, I'm so endeared to the character already. Like, he's just so endearing. Yeah. And, like, he has that moment where he, like... He he sees the, the field, the pitch. Yeah. He walks in. He walks, like, touches the grass. And he's like, feels different. I mean, the same, but different. And the coach is like, is that a metaphor? And he goes, you know it. 
just, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's, and, and then it's the, so, I mean, what's the, what other word is there, but just wholesome. Yeah, like, and so then, wholesome. and then when the guy's like, oh no, you can't be on the grass. And oh, sorry, are you the coach? Okay. But you have to get off the grass. It's like, I don't know. That same scene with more or less the same structure could have been way more like awkward. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a thing. Something I absolutely hate that is in so many popular shows is, um, people being awkward or making mistakes, um, being in awkward, uncomfortable situations. Cringe. I, yes. Cringe humor. I hate yeah. cringe humor. I absolutely, I, not only do I not find it funny, I find it difficult to watch, which is why I've only seen one episode of, well, a lot of shows, but the one I was trying Shit's to think Creek. of. No, um, well, yeah, but the one with the, the how how much could a banana cost? Dennis? Arrested Development. Thank you. And that is why I've only seen one episode of Arrested Development. Could not handle that. That is, Arrested Development was like, oh, somebody made a perfect example, a pitch perfect mwah, chef's kiss example of the kind of humor I cannot tolerate. And, and this, this show didn't have any of it. Ab- well, this show is absolutely constantly setting up those situations. Yeah. But then what the reversal is, is that the person who should feel awkward and should just like dissolve into a puddle on the floor and like of self-loathing. Yeah. Does not just goes, react that well, way. Well, all right then. Yeah. yeah. Th- this show, same premise, all the same characters, more or less the same script could have been played as that cringe humor. Yeah. And it's not. And it was like a breath of fresh air while someone is giving you a hug and also you smell warm chocolate chip cookies while you take in the fresh air. Yeah. I didn't get a chocolate chip cookie. Did you eat mine? That's not part of the story. <laughs> and that moment on when he meets the, the guy in the field, uh, Nathan, the character's mm-hmm. name, uh, and he asks Nathan his name and Nathan's like, no one ever asked my name. And he's like, well, that's it, you know. You, he waits. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> and uh, then later, they're like, wave at him, and he looks behind him, and he's like, me? And they're like, yes, you're the only person here we've met. So yes, I'm waving to you. And then he's like, how's it going, Nathan? You remember my name. Like, that part was a little bit... His his absolute, utter disbelief uh, was maybe a bit much for me, but, like, I'll let it go. I mean, it is something where when you meet people that you don't expect to remember your name, like, it feels really yeah. good to have your name remembered, and... I like that they, I actually really liked how big of a deal they made out of that because mm. that. Well, he warmed was, up to it yeah. and then he like, he's goofing off of them at the end with the thing with the horn and everything. <laughs> like, and Yeah. And that's something that they, they, they really built a lot of, God, I can't believe this is only a 30 minute pilot. Yes. They again. Built, they built so much storytelling into already showing how Ted makes people feel. Yeah. So not not just Nathan. He has the interaction with Ivy, the girl oh, girlfriend. Oh, I thought it was like Josie. Keely. We were both wrong. Hey, we so both has, thought that it ended with an E. He has the interaction with Keely where, you know, he's polite to her when she shows up, and he's not oogling her. You know, yeah, she's yeah. clearly like Cass is like Bazinga. You know, like that's yeah. clearly the type of character they're going for. Um, and then you see like in one of the the player's locker, the player's dating her in his locker. He's got like a centerfold of her. Like, yeah. I think she's, she's meant to have been a, um, there's was it, like the page three models or whatever. Oh, in, right. Like, the yeah. Sun. Yeah. They have like the sexy, la- like naked lady on page three or whatever. But then Ted Lasso like sees that and he, he has his uh, gaff tape and he, yeah. He, so he covers her boobs. He covers her boobs. It's very wholesome. I- and then she sees that later and it's like, 
she's a little bit like keeping him in a distance. Yeah. And then she sees that and she instantly goes like, oh, this guy's just a fucking wholesome yeah. little teddy bear. And then she warms up to him like right away. And then she's like, okay, I'll help you put up that sign. But then she helps him put it up. <laughs> it's still crooked. It's exactly yeah. in the same spot, I'm pretty sure. Which I, I no, assume. It's crooked slanted the other way. It's the other yeah. way? Oh, okay, that's hilarious. I thought it was the same. And I love it. She's like, sign's crooked. And he's like, oh, here I was thinking it was the room. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just everything. I assumed he was doing it on purpose because he was trying to evoke a sign up at, in the high school, yeah, yeah. you know, vibe. Uh, and, and maybe that was, but he didn't try to explain that. He just yeah. makes a little joke like, oh, you got me. Uh, I was actually curious about her. I wasn't clear what her relationship was supposed to be. Like, is she supposed to be that guy's girlfriend? Because their banter didn't seem like relationship oh. banter. I mean, that was the that was the read that I got on the situation. Yeah, it was just weird because he was like, oh, and I, made, I made an appointment with her to get waxed. And I was like, oh, is she like his stylist or something? Does he have a stylist? But then she comes back. It's like, oh, he's getting waxed. So I came back to get something he left. And I'm like, so she's not, is she, what is she? But the whole like, oh, you're going to be a gentleman now? Like, oh no, I, you know, I'll walk in front of me so that I could look at your ass. And she says like, uh, look at it and weep or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like a very, the banter made me go like, are they, in a relationship. Also, his outfit was a choice. Oh, I mean, that, that that's some, like, particular type of London street fashion. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I've, I've definitely seen that out and about. I was like, okay, I, I've seen all of these individual things on, like, fashion people on the internet. Right. I've never seen someone in person dressed like this. Especially not someone who is, like, a successful athlete. Like, they mentioned that he's, like, one of the best players on the team, right? Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, he's, like, okay, that's a, that's a floral, a shiny floral sport. Tracksuit. Tracksuit. Like, yeah. sport? That's like, sports suit. That's not what it's called. Tracksuit. Um, a fanny pack worn crossbody? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Okay. And a snapback. He had and, a snapback. And a snapback, of course, with the letters icon, the word icon in silver letters. Yeah. That seemed perfect, right? Fuck boy style. Yeah. The the, tra- the floral tracksuit and the fanny pack was like, is this character supposed to be gay? <laughs> Apparently that's a thing now. Yeah. I do know that florals are more popular now yeah. for men than they have been in the past. Yeah. Um, straight men wear florals with absolute uh, abandon these days. Yeah, but. It's- it's very confusing and deeply troubling to me. <laughs> Moving on. That uh, is our fabric. Uh, the, 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 yeah, but he just has this lovely interaction with, with, with Keely. And, mm-hmm. and even the people who are, you know, initially resistant to him, it's like, it just doesn't seem to phase him. Like, yeah. When people are kind of rude. The, the whole episode... I think the, the the thing where I was like, okay, this is what we're going to be doing long term was, and I, I kind of wondered if it was a producer's, if um, it was going to be a producer's thing where it's like, he is being hired on purpose to fail. Like he is the most mm. ridiculous option. Right. Right. I didn't, I didn't get that. I oh. didn't, I didn't predict that. 
I had wondered based on the just like this like stone cold ice bitch character that yeah. we were initially well, set up with. Rebecca. I was confused. I was like, why is she hiring this guy? Oh, he went viral still. And then she says like she gives a good speech. Team. Yeah, as she to gives why she hired him. Well, she she indicates it beforehand uh, about the team being mediocre and yeah. this you know. And this then she gives winner. she gives a great speech yeah. uh, at the at the press conference about like, but you're all here. Yeah. And I've watched this team a lot. Nobody here has seen this team as much as me. They're mediocre. And this guy has something that they don't. A trophy from the last 10 years or something like that. You know, it's like she makes a good point and she really slays it. Because he comes in very cheerful yeah. and he's answering questions and being nice. And then when it comes out, like apparently nobody knew that he didn't know anything about right. they knew he was an American. Right. They knew he's an American football coach. Right. They apparently didn't know that he didn't know anything about UK right. football. So then when they realize they start tearing him apart, they're shouting, they're shouting questions. Do you even know what this is? Do you know who who won thing? And he's just being like, Well, I know I don't know the answer to that. And then she cuts in and is like but the- apparently forgotten all her manners. And she gives that great speech. Her stated plan to bring him in as a bit of a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Because A, it gets people's attention. Mm-hmm. He's a viral thing. He's a weird choice. Right. It gets people, it'll get some butts in seats. Right. But also, because she's like, hey, he also has cred that, you know, of, of a kind. Right. And we're trying something different and I'm shaking things up. And she gives this very convincing speech that even if that was her real reason, it's a bit cynical. It's not the word I'm looking for. I can't think of it. The, this choice to be like, I'm going to bring this guy in and he's going to create a sensation yeah. and maybe the team will it's, also get better. It's still almost believable as yeah. her reason. I went like, oh, okay, I guess that's the reason. But there was part of my brain that was like, that's not a great reason. There was something in my mind that went, uh, you know, when you get writing in a show, you get an explanation for something that's like not that good. And you go, right. okay, I guess that's the best I'm getting. And you just accept it, but you're mm-hmm. not happy with it. Right. But then when she gives her real reason, you're like, this, this makes sense. This, right. this ties everything together when she tells yeah. us. This was the only assistant. thing my ex-husband loved and yeah. I want to run it into the ground. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden it really, cause she's very polite. And yeah. and kind and, and nice to Ted when she first meets him. She's very, like, welcoming and, like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. And a little weird about the yeah the tea thing, but <laughs> he's not. But he doesn't pretend. He doesn't choke it down and go, oh, it's great or whatever. Yeah. He's like, you know, I always thought tea would just taste like hot brown water. And I was right. This is terrible. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't spit it out. Yeah. Neither does he spit it out and go... You Brits in your fucking plant water. But he also doesn't go, well, yeah, it's great. And then choke it down. Yeah. He just goes, wow, no thank you. Okay, well, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Also, I appreciated his little mochaccino or cafe latte. Any any coffee, as long as it doesn't taste like there's even a hint of coffee in it. And I was like, that was me 10 years ago. I want, I want, he's just like so relentlessly positive. Even though he does express negative emotion. I do not like the tea. Yeah. But it's still, he's positive and so gentle like, and kind wow, of... wow, I definitely don't care for that. Well, anyway, moving on. I, w- I want to go back to the presser, though, because, like, oh. that that scene... We're forward where, to the presser. Where the tea came before. Yeah, but... Then I, we I, I know, I'm, I'm just... Uh, I really love this pilot. The When he's getting grilled by the press, and they're all jumping on him one after the other, and he's kind of trying to answer and be his positive self, and it's just, yeah. like, building and building and building... 
And then um, he like takes a sip of the bubbly water and spits it out again and everything. It's like all of that could have been really, really cringe of, yeah. the, of that style. Like, yes. It's absolutely constructed like that. But the reason that it's not cringe is because of two things. One, we actually love this character. Yeah. And we, we don't want to see him hurt. Like, I'm almost like, leave him alone! Yeah. Leave Ted alone! <laughs> you guys, leave Ted alone right now! Stop it! Um, yeah, I got it. I just, I, I, I wanted to be, uh, wanted to be a Chris Crocker a little more. Sorry. You just wanted to be in the moment. Be live, in the moment. live in that Chris Crocker moment. All yeah. right. I uh, allow it. But watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> but it's like, you know, leave him alone. And then the way it's shot and edited, it's focused more on his pain in the moment. Yeah. Than on our You're feeling sympathetic. about it. Instead it's... of feeling like, oh, cringe, this is so awkward. You're like... Oh, buddy, somebody help him or something. Yeah. And then you feel positively towards Rebecca, even though she's kind of the bad guy in the scenario, mm-hmm. because she does a good thing in that moment. Yeah. Nobody is, is 100% good or bad in yeah. this. Like, I mean, the, the players all seem kind of like, the, what the fuck? But yeah. But I, I suppose they're reasonably skeptical. That one guy who uh, with, a, with a very dramatic face who was like, <laughs> Yeah, I've had a great career. Never thought I'd end it being coached by Ronald McDonald. Like, that that guy is like, okay, fair enough. You had a great career. You already knew your career was not doing doing as well as it had yeah. in the past. And now the, the owner of the team pulls a this? bullshit stunt. Yeah. Which, of course, he's going to assume this is just some garbage stunt. Yeah. As Rebecca thinks it is. Yeah. Like, and he's like... Are you fucking kidding me? So I, I understand why the team is a bit like skeptical. Skeptical. But nobody like does anything really cr- horrible to it. No. Even when the even when um fuckboy uh excuse me what do they call them in the UK? Is it Roy is the uh, fuckboy 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 in the UK as well. They don't have a whimsical name like you know. I, I believe I don't know. Fuckboy is like the UK originated in the UK. Did it? That's where I first heard it. I went to a fringe show called Fuckboys for Freedom. Oh, okay. It was about the quest for the golden snapback. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sounds like a fringe show. Yeah. He uh, he had to team up with the wizard friend zone. It was a whole thing. Sounds terrible. But anyway, uh, what is it, would that be? Um, uh, that he wouldn't be a chav, right? A chav is more like white trash. I mean, would that be a chav? Is that is that high chav fashion? No, because chav. Chavs are more likely to dress as like a like a gangster. Chavs right? are. Yeah, but I mean, Chav is like specifically a um, a derogatory like that's a poor person. Definitely a um, it's a classist. Well, it's the UK. so is white trash, but right. you know, I've 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 always heard it described as Chavs basically means you know white trash. But also, my knowledge of like Chav fashion and uh, style is probably ten years old. Yeah. Uh, from the last, you know, whenever was the last time I saw a character who right. was described as a chap on a British yeah. TV show. But anyway, that guy, even though his whole thing about like, oh, I gotta go, do you want me to stay? It, it was, it, it, it indicated that he thinks a lot of himself, mm-hmm. but he wasn't actually being that rude. He wasn't like, yeah, I'm sure you're about to make a cute little speech, but I've got more important things to do. Check out this hottie I gotta go hang out with or whatever. Like... 
He was if, a little dismissive without being actively rude. Yeah, he was dismissive in a way that felt like he he didn't even realize he was being dismissive. It wasn't a power move to like show this stupid American right. his place or something. It was just like, oh yeah, sorry, were you going to do something? Do you want me to say? He did say like, oh no, should I stay? And he's like, no, no, go ahead. You're fine. Yeah. Just saying hello. Yeah. Anyway, it just, it, 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 again, every scene I saw in my mind's eye how it could have played out on a show I would enjoy less. Yeah. And it was just a treat to see it play out so much better. This is actually a lot like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. I felt similarly, like, pleasantly surprised and kind of de- delighted yeah. by by everything in, in the same way. Although, I would say that this has a much stronger dramatic hook. Like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine yes. is definitely like, we gonna have oh. shenanigans. Oh, yeah. And they had, to, you know, they, did, they had to do the procedural thing. They had to at least tip their hat at, we're yeah. solving a case here. But with Ted Lasso, all they did in that, uh, as much as they did, yeah. all they did in the episode is establish the characters. Um, kind of, we got uh, the kind of some personality motivations and we know what the show is about. And we got a little bit that Ted is having some uh, family, some problems at home. Yeah, well, worse than that. I think, I think his wife has said, I want space, meaning like, I'm leaving you. Yeah, I just, we, don't, a, yeah. we don't have the specifics. I, right. I was just being vague because we don't know the specifics. Right. All we know is that he called home. He at least had a good conversation with his kid. Yeah. When he said, hey, I love you, buddy. He's like, or... or no, he said, you know, yeah, I love you too. Yeah, that's right. That's that right. Was the... That was better. Yeah, he was like, hey, I miss you. Yeah, I, I love you too. And then I was like, okay, so this isn't uh, like kid doesn't have time for dad or like they don't have a good relationship. That coupled with how the conversation with his wife went makes yeah. me think things are a little little more intense. Yeah. Because his kid said, I love you unprompted. Which, I mean, for a kid, like based on the we age don't know of how the, old the, the kid, kid there was a photo, of, he was looking at a photo on his uh, his cell phone yeah, lock screen. It was like, I mean, the kid looked like ten, like younger kid, like 10, 11. Oh, I, I miss, I remembered it as younger. Yeah. Like six, seven. Oh, okay. Well, it was, yeah, it was definitely not a kid who would be old enough to, I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, to... I, I, I took the, the kid said, I love you unprompted to mean they have a good relationship and the kid cares about his dad. Not to mean like the kid is saying this to comfort his dad because he knows things are bad. Oh, I guess well, it could go either way. Yeah. I mean, that's not how I read it. The, the way the conversation with the wife went, and also it's just like, it's clearly the first thing that has phased this guy at all. Yeah. I mean, but even when he says, hey, Michelle, I love you. Pause. I, I know you, you don't have to say it. Yeah. It was like, even then when he's like, hey, I'm just letting you know I love you. And also, I'm acknowledging you do not have to say it back. Right. I'm not saying it to get you to say it back. Right. I just wanted to tell you. It's like so healthy. Yeah. But clearly, he is just like. Yeah, he's still. I was wondering when we saw the picture of his uh, of the what appeared to be wife and kid on his phone. I went, wait, he has a family, and then he had a drawing that was like, "I love you, daddy," or something like that. Good luck, daddy. Yeah, good luck, daddy. There you go, good luck, daddy. That could have referred to anything, but I read it as this child did this for him. Good luck, daddy. Like good luck in England. I'm a very small child, but that could have been from another from any game of his career as a coach. So. Uh, but 
Yeah, I think that the I think the message we're supposed to get more from the conversation with his kid, it was supposed to be more a contrast between the two conversations. Yeah. The hey buddy, how you doing? Oh, okay. Oh, I miss you. I love you. Oh, I love you too. You know, is it great? And then, oh, is your mom there? Uh and then, you know, uh the the hey, okay, yeah, well, go to yeah, nice little neighborhood. You just kind of a superficial yeah. conversation and then that tense ending. It was just supposed to be like his kid said, I love you, I'm prompted, and he got to say, I love you, too. And then he said, I love you to his wife, and then he's not getting an I love you back. I think that was supposed to be more of a contrast than than that the conversation with the kid was supposed to tell us anything other than good relationship with kid, yeah. not good relationship with mom. But yeah. I guess we'll probably learn more about his uh, his family in the rest of the show. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, God, yeah, that was a that was a real gut punch. And then when he goes, when he turns off the light and gets in bed, and our little last button on the end of the episode, it wasn't even like, it wasn't like a big crazy joke to be like, sorry, we had that heavy moment. Here's a big crazy joke. Yeah. He just closes the, he turns off the light and goes, well, now I can't sleep. He goes, he goes, shoot. Shoot. <laughs> and I, in a show that has had people like, there've been like several f bombs, like there's yeah. been some like, some high level cursing. Yeah. His worst potty mouth thing that he says is shoot. Yeah. And I was just like, no, why are people mean to him? (laughs) Oh. Please never speak to me or my American football coach son again. (laughs) And that's the first episode of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Such a strong pilot. Yeah. Oh, God. And very little expo log, right? Yeah, it's we're learning about characters through action yeah. and, and, the, and behavior. What, the, what they say and the way they say it without anyone saying... Yeah, we don't even know how long uh, Ted and Coach Beard have worked together. Yeah. They didn't work in something about like... How well, long have we been friends? Yeah, exactly. Uh, nothing like that. But the little... You learn everything you need to know about how they work together. The yeah. fact, first of all, the fact that they're going together to England to yeah. do this crazy thing, and the, the the way that Coach Beard does not even flinch at all of of Ted's like weird yeah. little quirks and silly things he does. He takes it completely in stride. He seems a little more maybe normal, <laughs> a little yeah. more like reality based, but at the same time like. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't act like he's like okay, that's nice, dear. Like he doesn't yeah. act like this is some weird goofball I've been saddled with that I've just learned to deal with his crazy shenanigans. He genuinely seems like when he says, "Hey, if you know the thing about if we we see each other in our dreams," yeah. his response is, "You got it, stranger." Like yeah. <laughs> it, I get the vibe from him that, I mean, if if I was told to come up with a headcanon for it, it's like he's somebody who is recovering from a very dark place and Ted got him out of it. Like he's like Hmm. a recovering alcoholic or, or something, you know, like, yeah, something really dark. And Ted was like this relentlessly positive force in his life that got him, or, you know, like his entire family died saving his other entire family from the wreckage of a burning battleship. You know, it's like, there's some sort of, it just, there's the vibe I'm getting from that character is that he is holding on to Ted actually really hard yeah in his own way that that he has a reason to be stuck with ted i don't think it's just that they have work history but that's just my read on it Um, yeah well that's why i was saying like i feel like that conversation is almost all you need to know about their relationship the facts of their relationship whether he 
you know, uh, Ted Lasso found him in a ditch and raised him up or something like that. It's like brought him in like a like a st- straight dog. Coach Beard raised him from a pup myself. <laughs> yeah, like I, it, that almost just. I mean, not to poo-poo your head cannon, but I just I almost feel like it doesn't matter. I'm sure we'll get more information later, but I feel like all you need to know in this episode, at least, to start the show, is th- this camaraderie that they have. Yeah. And it's, it's a very sweet camaraderie. Like, yeah. I, I ship it. I love it. It's, it's great. Well, should we get into our first segment? <sighs> I think that we should. Where did the money go? This is the segment where we talk about where the budget was spent, the where was the, what did they splash it out on something big? This is kind of your baby, strangely. So, uh, where do you think all oh, the money went? You know, honestly, it was that uh, that one uh, reporter's hair. <laughs> Damn, that guy had huge oh, yeah. hair. That like lion's mane of hair. I gotta look that guy up before we get to the that guy's segment because yeah. he looked very familiar. So the guy reported from the Independent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in, in all seriousness, uh, I I think probably a lot of like outdoor location shooting stuff. Like, yeah. In that big state, that's a large stadium that yeah. they're splashing out on using. Also, uh, so a lot of locations. Yeah. And presumably. Uh, I mean the uh, probably the press room, yeah. the owner's office, yeah. his apartment. Those are all recurring. Mm-hmm. Uh, will mm-hmm. be recurring sets. Yeah. We didn't get to see where Co- Coach Beard's accommodations. Right. So that's one thing they avoided. But like, I guess that's not that many uh, for a new show. But I mean, a lot of new shows. It's pretty much like one set that's clearly going to be recurring, and then mm-hmm. some other basic you know yeah. one-off sets or something like that so probably you... that custom snapback wouldn't <laughs> all those all the outdoor shooting probably and they yeah having the the having to shoot people who know how to play football playing football also yeah. like you can't just have a bunch of actors running around they have to be probably some of the players on the team also actually are footballers footballers yeah that took me a second to remember it's not they don't call them football players also, Just shorten that word. Shout out to that opening credit sequence. Actually, I thought that was really cool. Oh, it, it was I'm him blanking. him sitting in the stands and the seats are changing color. Oh. So that it spells out Ted Lasso on the seats. I didn't even get that's what was happening. <laughs> but uh but it's like it's him sitting alone, and the stands that he's sitting in keep getting keep camera keeps getting farther and farther away, and he's just all by himself in the middle of this like giant field of empty seats. And I just I thought that was it was really beautiful and evocative, especially given where we're at emotionally by the end of the pilot. Yeah, he was kind of like, oh look at him, he's all by himself. And by the end of the pilot, I was like, oh, somebody go sit by him. Yeah, oh, buddy. No, that uh, that makes sense. Well, moving on to our next segment, which we like to call. Cliffs and Chips! In this segment, we discuss any uh, theoretical cliffhangers that we think might be coming up and also any ships that we're having for characters on the show. Sort of hoping people get together or become frenemies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sarah, what, what do you predict is the first season cliffhanger for this show? Like, what's the big oh, reveal? Oh, God. Okay. Um... Okay, I've got two 
things that would could happen like in the last few minutes mm-hmm. of season one to be like, how's that going to affect season two? Okay, I've got two okay. two things I'm going to throw out. Okay, um, Ted's wife shows up and she's not what we thought she was or something like that. She's like a totally different kind of person than we expected or something like that. Yeah. Or Ted and Keely smooch. Throw on two out there. That could be totally like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Kind of, I don't know that this show's going to go for that kind of season right. ender, but you know, that's what this segment is. I, those are really good. I wonder if very late in the season, possibly the last episode, he's going to find out why he was actually brought there. Ooh, that's better. Yeah, yeah. And I, I almost think dramatically, you know, obviously they're going to be like building to the big game. I feel like the big game, you know, the big match. Yeah. Big match will be coming up. And maybe he'll find that information out right before he goes out. Yeah. And honestly, like, that is something that I think could break him. Like, you know, just in terms of his relentless positivity, it's like if he really gets into it and thinks he's doing a really good job and then he actually does succeed and then he finds out that he was brought on because he's a total joke. Yeah. And no one, the the person who hired him doesn't actually value what is clearly he's really good at. Yeah. But that, I, I could see like if that was delivered the right, the wrong way yeah. to him, that could really break him. And it's especially like dramatically, I think it would be really, really interesting and beautiful if like the team goes out and the team wins, but he's, he's broken. Oh, so then God, season be two good. becomes like people trying to fix Ted. Yeah, T- Ted. First season, Ted fixes the team. Second uh-huh. season, team fixes Ted. That would be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the second season is out already, so people listening to this may know how uh, right or wrong we were. But I, I mean, it could go all kinds of ways. From yeah. There. Well, there's so many times we've predicted a season cliffhanger that happened in the second episode. <laughs> like, how often has that happened on this show? Like, it, it it's hard to know. It's almost impossible sometimes, especially with modern shows that are less likely to do like a lot of filler episodes and then all of a sudden big thing at the end just to Mm -hmm. get people to want to watch the next season. You have a lot more like big things, ups and downs happening throughout seasons these days. So, you know, might might be totally different. His wife could show up in the second episode. So speaking of uh, smooching, you mentioned Ted. Strangely, this is so sudden. (laughs) We're recording. You mentioned Ted and Keeley kissing as a possible season one cliffhanger. Yeah. Are, is that because you ship it? No, 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 not really. I mean, well, also, we just don't know really anything about them. Yeah. Uh, their characters yet, hardly. Um, or at least whether, you know. And there was no, like, it wasn't flirty or anything. She just went right. like, oh, this guy's, a, this guy's okay. He's a sweetie. He's I, harmless, at yeah. least. Uh, but yeah, no, I just was trying to think of what would be a good... I was trying to answer the question in the true spirit we originally conceived of it. Like, come up with some kind of wild cliffhanger that they might throw at the last episode. I... My general prediction around ships yeah. is that his his wife is going to... He is going to be functionally single as the show goes on. Because mm-hmm. I think giving him some kind of romance or potential romance, probably something fairly cute. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like he's the kind of character that I think would be very attractive just because of, like you said, he's harmless. He's so sweet. He's yeah. very genuine. Uh, and honestly, the arc that I want for season, multiple seasons, is Rebecca. I want him to be this like 
just like she's just like she's she she's he, he so, just melts her yeah. icy heart <laughs> yeah because she's just like she's clearly been like really wronged yeah oh yeah. and she's also she is not she's not behaving in a healthy way no but and having they, that character kind of have this like arc of like i don't know just like being charmed and won over yeah not, no it doesn't I can necessarily see that. have to like they don't have to like smooch and get together but just yeah, like no her being redeemed would be lovely. Well, they make her really sympathetic yeah. in this episode. It would have been easy to just make her a, an evil bitch, a yeah. cold-hearted bitch. But, like, she has very good reason for for behaving the way that she does. Yeah. And we even find out by the end of the episode that the way she treats Higgins... Even it, her being mean to Higgins yeah, is like, he was complicit. Yeah. Well, like, she's kind of mean to Higgins and she kind of messes with his head. And you think like, oh, she's that kind of bitch who messes with her, you know, her, their subordinates' heads and doesn't respect them or whatever. And then in the end, she goes like, I know there'll be some things about this whole scheme that might be uncomfortable. Because he's like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't want to ruin this guy. He seems so nice. And she's like, yes, it might be a bit difficult, but surely no more difficult than shuttling women in and out, you know, of, of our home behind my back all those years. Right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I did do that. Yes. I am not, I am not blameless here either. I don't know. They made her... So much more sympathetic than they could have. I want her to still succeed. I want her to have what she wants, but not at the expense of the rest of the team and Higgins and Ted and everybody else. Well, I, I mean, I would argue that the team suddenly becoming successful, perhaps wildly successful. Yeah, is would actually be a better... A, a better fuck you to her ex-husband because yeah. in all the years that he loved the team so much, they never did really that well. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, you're right. No, she could still win, but also everybody else. Everybody could win. Yeah. There's a scenario where everyone could win. If the team and does well, is... she's not screwed because it wasn't like some kind of insurance scam, yeah. right? It was just to to mess with her. Ex. That is the perfect con where everyone gets exactly what he wants. What he wants. Also, uh, you know, the best revenge is living well. That sort yeah. of thing. I mean. What better revenge on her husband than to improve a team that he cared about and failed? Right. Just before we end Cliffs and Chips, mm-hmm. I just want it on the record that I friendship Coach Beard and Ted. I love them. I just want them. I just want to see the two of them being friends forever. Now it's time for a segment that we like to dub. What will this show be? This is the segment where we predict what will be the day-to-day vibe of the show. You know, what's the the episode-to-episode slog going to be like? Is it going to suddenly pivot into a procedural and Ted is uh, solving mysteries? Probably not. I think this one's definitely going to be more, I mean, more more overall season story. Mm -hmm. I feel like every episode is going to have a main thing they're dealing with. In this episode, Ted doesn't understand driving on the other side of the road. Right. But, like, mostly it's going to... Everything's going to be in service of a greater story. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this sort of rainbow gesture to indicate the arc of the season that you guys can't see. But, yeah. it's all The story's going to more serve the overall thing than to have some, some thing they do each episode. Yeah, this definitely feels like a show where we're getting a five hour long movie presented in yeah. 30 minute chunks. In a manner of speaking. Yeah. Then a, then a, the one where they, the right. one where they kind yeah. of a thing. So. Yeah. 
I just, I, I'll never get over how much we did not see it coming that Lost Girl was going to turn out to be. <laughs> oh, and, she was going to become a detective in the second yeah. episode. Like, they do not set that up in the pilot at all. No. I mean, it works. You go, oh, yeah, actually, it's a popular format and it really does work for this. There's a reason for it. And yeah. yet, we did not see it coming. Now I'm always ready for, like, any show. Much like, uh, for a while, I was like, is this show also named after a main character? I mean, this one is. Uh, but I, like, joked that Longmire was going to be named after the main character, and then it was. There you go. I definitely was like, I'm wrong about this one. This one's going to be the county he lives in. Nope. Totally the main character's name. Excuse me, Mr. Mr. Longmire's my father. Speaking of individual characters, it's time for a segment called... Hey, in this segment, we talk about people we recognized. Wow, that was a very uh, late night TV type of introduction. I, I get. We we talk about that guys. Yeah, character that, that actors guy. that we I, go. That, oh, that it's guy. that guy, right? That's no, the thing. No. That's the premise. That's what we talk about. Now, I immediately recognize Higgins. Uh, is a the mm-hmm. the owner's assistant, and it was driving me nuts the whole episode. And then I looked him up, and the first thing that came up was that he's on Downton Abbey. And I went, wait, that feels right, but I haven't actually seen any Downton Abbey. Why does that feel right? It's because he played basically the same character on Gosford Park, which Downton Abbey was sort of based on. So that explains it. Um, he, he's also in uh, the, a, the, a miniseries based on the book The Moonstone. Um, by Wilkie Collins, and I was recognizing him from that as well. But yeah, did, did you recognize anyone? Uh, two people. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Jason Sudeikis is... Uh, oh, yeah. He was on some comedy show for a while. I, I never heard of him. It, I think it was like like Friday Night Taped or something. Some yeah. Sort of something. yeah. Friday Afternoon Taped. Uh, but Hannah Waddingham, who plays Rebecca, the, oh, yeah. the, the, uh, the owner, the owner uh, she's in... She had a recurring part in Game of Thrones. Uh, but also, she had a fun little bit in The Hustle. Have you seen The Hustle? No. I've seen know... Hustle, but not The Hustle. Do you know what The Hustle is, Sarah? A dance craze from the 70s? Well, yes, but also... <laughs> Sarah, The Hustle is a... Uh, it's Dirty Rotten led. Scoundrels. It's but Dirty with, Rotten Scoundrels, but with women. With yeah. Rebel Wilson and... Um, Annie Hathaway's. Annie Hathaway, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Annie Witcher Hathaway's. Uh, but yeah, so it's just kind of like, oh, okay. I, I, no, I, was like, you, I, know I remember when the trailer yeah. came out, you were like, Sarah, we must go see this. And then we didn't, we didn't. But I saw it at some point, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, didn't that come out like right? I think it might have been in theaters when pandemic happened. Or no, yeah. was it earlier than that? It was it was a it was in the four months leading up to it. Yeah. it sort of at that during. I that blame time. everything I didn't get a chance to do. <laughs> the pandemic. That's why I didn't see Star Wars: A New Hope in theaters actually, uh, when it came out. Yeah. Because huh. of the pandemic. Yeah, that's only a reason. Very reasonable explanation. Well, remember, I what I was like gushing over Dev Patel and the Green Knight, and I'm uh-huh. like, hopefully it'll be safe to go into a theater by the time this comes out, and we can go see it together. Nope. Anyway. Uh, I also recognize Brendan Hunt. Who is Coach Beard? Mm-hmm. Uh, he has done a couple of bit parts on Key and Peele, so he's kind of like oh, he's shown okay. up in some sketchy sketches. 
And he's kind of like, he's also a TV writer, but he's shown up in kind of a lot of uncredited little sketch appearances. He has, and, he has that shows. vibe. Yeah. Writer who does, often does small yeah. on-screen appearances. Yeah, it's just like, you know, we, we need someone who looks like a serial killer van kind of guy or what, you know, like, <laughs> he's kind of got the scraggly beard look, but like, yeah. could kind of go either way with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. We need, quick, we need an extra hobo. We need hobo number five. Like, oh, get, get Nick. I love that song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brendan, Brendan Hunt is great. And then um, Nick Muhammad, I can't remember ever, he's the one who plays Nathan. I can't mm-hmm. remember ever seeing any of the credits that he's in, but he's sort of kind of had a, it looks like, looking at his credits, it's like, I've definitely seen his face in like some comedic productions and things. Looks like he's worked with Steve Coogan a few times and things. So it's like, Another one of those faces. It's like, okay, I've, I've seen you. Yeah. I've seen you around. <laughs> You're it's a thing uh, I've seen before. It's uh, that guy. I'm not imagining you right now. The other person who was driving me nuts is um, that, uh, 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 the journalist who stands up and he, Ted, uh, compliments his hair. Yeah. Um, I did... You know, it didn't actually occur to me to wonder, like, oh, is that guy going to come back? Because of all the journalists who make comments, he's the only one who, like, stands up. Yeah. Amazingly, I saw him in two things in short succession. He's been in other things I may have seen. He did an episode of Midsummer Murders. Whether I've seen it or not, right. could be. You know, but I think I'm, it's, the reason his face, well, he has a distinctive face as well. But he was in the movie The Bookshop, which I just watched within the last year and a half. Uh, and the TV show Agatha Raisin, which is... Terrible, and yet I watched more of it than I ought to. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just I saw him in two British things, in, in short order. So, do not hey heads up, don't watch the movie The Bookshop if you don't like bleak. That movie is bleak in an extremely English way. Well, let's move on to our next segment, which we like to call I Choose You. And this is a segment where we pick our favorite character who we just adored and want to see more of and want to see them flourish and thrive. Coach Beard, honestly. I mean, other than Ted. Ted is a cinnamon roll. But I feel like the main character is almost off limits in this. It just seems yeah. like too much. And for me, it's Rebecca. Really? I just, okay. I yeah. want, I want more fair. of her because... it. Like, the actress is clearly having such a blast, like, playing this, like, ice queen, yeah. like, cold hard bitch character. But the show has already given us a lot of sort of backstory and pathos for her. So it's not yeah. just, like, she's mean for the sake of being mean. Right, yeah. Like we said, she's more, way more sympathetic than they had to make her. Yeah, and I I just, like, I'm just imagining, like, a lot of really funny, co- like, character combinations. Like, her interacting with Nathan more. Yeah. Because, like, he tra- Nathan walks into the room and then sees her and just, like, immediately yeah, loses he says, his voice and I'll introduce away. you, and then walks in and just, like, panics and runs yeah. out. And I love when Ted's like, hey, and Nathan tries to come back in and is like, nope. Yep. <laughs> back yep. out again. That was a great little background moment. So, like, the effect she has on people, but then maybe seeing that sort of grow, like, she yeah. wants to connect with people more or something like that. Because, uh... Yeah, it's like even the amount of interaction she's having with Higgins or what the her toady. It's mm-hmm. like, why is she interacting with him so much? Like, doesn't she have friends? Like, isn't there anyone she likes? Like, she actually feels very isolated in terms of sort of her emotional landscape. And so, I'd love to just see more of her growing and interacting with people. Yeah, it it could be really fun. 
Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. My gut reaction for favorite is, is Coach Beard. He's just so great. But also, yeah, I guess if, if I'm answering the question, who do I want to see grow and thrive and flourish, then yeah, Rebecca, for sure. It'd be, it would be so disappointing if we watch the rest of the show and she just gets more and more cliche ice queen. <laughs> it's such a bummer. Yeah. Don't do that, Ted Lasso. Travel into the past. Tell the writers of Ted Lasso not to do that. I want to find out if that, um, sorry, topic change. I want to find out if that clip of him doing the ridiculous dance, as well as the viral clip, was that from those commercials or bumpers or skits that you were talking yeah. about? Because if it is, that would be a great way to kind of like, remember this? That's what yeah. we're doing now. Because some of those did definitely go viral. Yeah. I did not watch them on ESPN. They yeah. were emailed to me by my dad or whatever you know like <laughs> but there would be such a great way to tie that origin right. into the show by being like okay we did some funny videos with this guy and they went viral now what if those funny viral videos were the reason this show is happening yeah huh? what's real man yeah it, that's perfect if it's true that would be perfect anyway <laughs> we'll find out jason today i just saw jason Sudeikis host snl recently and he is so good at funny bad white like white b-boy dancing (laughs) like like you have to be good to dance bad on purpose yeah yeah in the way that he does and he is really good at it you know i while you've brought this up i want to apologize publicly to jason sudeikis because i said at the beginning that i was like yeah it's some guy i don't think much of like oh yeah that's the one like i don't know what i saw him in that gave me such a bad impression of him my impression could be totally wrong. I could be thinking of a different person or he could have been in something that I really didn't like. But clearly it's not his fault because this pilot was freaking delightful and he was delightful in it. So I am over the moon to say I was totally wrong about Jason Sudeikis. Which is a great lead in for our final verdict. Did this pilot do the job of a pilot and make you want to watch more? Oh, yeah. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, we could watch the second episode as soon as we hit stop. It, yeah, I, I am just, I'm like glowing with how much I enjoy this pilot. Like, yeah. I usually don't feel this way after watching a TV show or watching a movie at home. Like, this is usually how I feel walking out of a really good theatrical show or a mm-hmm. music concert or something like that. Uh, a music concert, you know, unlike those, uh, oil painting concerts that yeah. I attend sometimes. Yeah, all those dancing concerts. Yeah. Uh, those beatboxing concerts. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I hope you never read this marquee. <laughs> I just, like, I feel like I just watched something really good. And I, I know that it's not because my barometer is off because I just watched some shit because we just watched Jaws earlier yeah. this afternoon. Like, we watched one of the greatest movies of all time. So for me to be like, I feel like I just saw something good and surprising. Like, I I don't know sort of, you know, where they would take it from here and how episode two and three kind of fall out might d- determine sort of my ongoing passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this pilot was so strong. I kept waiting for a moment where, like, Ted was going to break and you were going to find out he's, like, secretly a shitty dude. Yeah. Or, like, he's running some sort of con. Or that he's, like, on some kind of medication. Some shitty... 
yeah. storyline like that. Didn't you hear? He had a horrible brain injury. Yeah, something. yeah. And now he's just relentlessly positive. But don't say the word, you know, merry-go-round or he'll spiral into a crazy frenzy and then someone says it and he starts throwing shit or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's so many horrible things they could have thrown in and they didn't. Yeah. And we thank them for that. And so, you know, I... I uh... My parents are getting Apple Plus for the winter season, and I'll probably check this out. So, we do not we do not endorse Apple Plus, but that is where you can watch this show. Yeah, <laughs> this this and a Tom Hanks with his robot friend. So that's the that's Don't the other thing coming out this robot? holiday season. There's a there's a movie coming out with Tom Hanks and a, a robot and a dog. They go on a road trip. You could be making this up, and I would think you were hilarious. But I feel like it's possible that you're talking about a real thing. And that's just the way life is sometimes. It really is. Ain't that just the way? (laughs) Thanks for listening to Pilot House. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilot House Pod. Visit our website, pilothousepodcast.com, or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future topics. Please share this episode with a friend or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. Our podcast is entirely listener supported. So thanks to our special guest stars, Cynthia, Tina, Juniper, and Jerry. Visit patreon.com slash pilot house to find out how you can become a series regular. Pilot House is a Herringbone Society production. <laughs> and on that note, that inscrutable note. Bye! Oh, I think that went well. <laughs> Somehow we always get to the bye, and then I go, oh, God, we, I'm so tired of doing the bye, but I feel like we have to do it. We always walk into it, and then I'm like, ugh, it, people are tired of this, and we always find a way to do something different with it. Yeah. Well, maybe not every time. Because we're good entertainers, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs>